NapaBroadcasting.com, the online radio home of Napa Valley College. Welcome back to Napa Valley College Now here on NapaBroadcasting.com as we turn our attention to sports and the upcoming 10th Annual Athletic Hall of Fame Banquet coming up here at Napa Valley College, taking place on April 10th. One of this year's honorees is Tom LeMasters. He's the president and CEO of the Bank of Napa, who's kind enough to join us in studio today. Tom, thanks so much for coming in. My pleasure, Jeff. Glad to be here. great to have you here. Uh, First of all, uh, how did you first find out that you were going to get this honor? Well, I had an inkling because one of my good friends and and, uh, former teammates called and asked if I had any memorabilia or stats from our days at Napa College (laughs) Baseball. And I said, Kyle, it was Kyle Rasmus. Uh Kyle, why in the heck do you even want to know that? I said, first of all, I know I don't have much. If I do, it's buried in my garage somewhere. Anyway, he's the one who had told me he had been approached, and and, uh, actually it was Lissa Gibbs who approached him, and she was trying to secure information on my history. So uh, (laughs) thanks to Lissa and Kyle, I'm here today. You knew it was either the NSA for something (laughs) or this. (laughs) Well, in my case, it was better than the Office of Comptroller of the Currency. (laughs) Indeed. Talk a little bit about your days here on the campus, uh, playing football and baseball, as I understand it. Well, I graduated from Napa High in 1975 and uh, was a football, baseball player. Obviously, competitive sports uh, were, and I guess to some degree even now, are my passion. Um, I was at a point graduating from Napa High School where, frankly, I I didn't know where I was going to go to school. I'd been offered a scholarship to St. Mary's College in Moraga. I was reluctant to take it simply because um, it was a partial scholarship, not a full, and it still meant quite a bit of tuition and expense on my part. And with uh, three brothers, two sisters behind me, I thought that the smartest thing for me to do was to go to Napa College. And obviously, in hindsight, it worked out beautifully for me. And talk about playing sports here in terms of how competitive it was, who did you play against, what was that scene like? Well, in in football and baseball, for that matter, we were in what was called the Golden Valley Conference. We played uh, College of the Redwoods. We played Yuba, uh, Siskiyou, Butte College, and, of course, we played all the colleges here in the Bay Area. Um, I'm proud to say that we were, uh, in football, our record was 5-5, five and five, which was really a milestone for Napa College in those days. Um, prior to that, you know, they'd win one or two games per season. So for us to win five games was, was good stuff. And then in the baseball season, uh, we really got fortunate. A lot of local talent came to Napa College. It was the right local talent. And we were really a very, very competitive team. And in fact, we were the number three team in the state of California when I was a sophomore in 1977. Talk a little bit about what the program was like then. How active was it? How involved was, was the college? How important was it to the college back in those days? I think it's probably a lot like it is now, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are so many demands on community colleges. And, I, wow. of course, I, I know this because of my association with the Napa Valley College Foundation. I know that there's a commitment. I know that the tone of, at the top is su- in support of athletics. But the fact of the matter is, uh, again, economics comes into play. And, and sometimes, you know, athletics gets short shrift. It was the same back then. Um Interestingly enough, in 1976-77, you'll recall there was a drought much like there is today. And, of course, Napa Valley College baseball field traditionally floods every year. Well, that year it didn't flood, which meant we got out on the practice field 
every single day, never missed a practice or a game. Uh, so from the standpoint of us being competitive and getting our work done, it worked out really well. And how many people from those days that, that you played with, both in terms of football and baseball, you mentioned Kyle Rasmussen a few minutes ago, are still around, still in the community, still Quite doing Quite a business few, here. yeah. G- good good question. Uh, Glenn Loban, great football player, is still in town. Kyle, of course, who has probably done more for youth baseball than anybody today. Uh, Chuck Gajetta, who was an outstanding uh, baseball player on our team, is still here in the Valley. Of course, you probably know of Dennis Fector and Jimmy Hart, who are already in the Hall of Fame. They're still in town. There's, there's a number of us who are still around. Mm-hmm. And d- when you think back about those days, talk a little bit about the nostalgia for them, the, the, the fun part of it that you, you remember. Well, the world of competitive athletics has changed dramatically from when I played some 30 years ago, you know, uh, there was seasons. There's probably a lot less pressure in those days. Well, I think the pressure is always self-inflicted. There was pressure on us, but only because we were so competitive mm-hmm. and wanted to compete and wanted to win. But, for example, when football season was over in November, it was over. Uh, and then you started to concentrate on your next sport, which in my case was baseball. You know, these athletes today are single-sport athletes. They're playing their sport all year round, obviously looking for the opportunity to play at the next level. Um, so it's, it's all a matter of uh, the environment and the times you're in. We were as competitive and worked as hard as anybody. But, again, at the end of the season, we were on to the next sport. Did you ever consider that you wanted to go to the next level, that you wanted to play either at, at another college level or Oh, absolutely. Level? That was that – was, one of my main drivers was wanting to play at the next level. Uh, when you're on the JV team in high school, you want to play varsity. And when you're in the varsity team in high school, you want to go to college. Then when you're in college, you want to make all conference. And when you're in college, you want to go pro. You know, most of us um, have those kinds of aspirations. But as you go up the ladder, you get a better sense of your capabilities and what it takes to get to the next level. And in my case, I started to look around and say, you know what? It's going to be awfully tough for you to make a living doing this. So you better to stick your nose in the books maybe a little bit harder. And banking seemed like a much better idea. Well, How'd you get involved in banking? That's a great that? question. I, uh, you know, if there was ever uh, a person who was uh, fortunate to, to be raised in the Napa Valley, it was me. Um, starting with when I worked at Jonesy Steakhouse, I had a supervisor who made sure that my schedule was such that I could play in all the games that were uh, part of my life back then. Uh, when I graduated from college, a gentleman by the name of Harold Halterman hired me as an English major to become a planner estimator and start buying and fabricating steel, which, of course, at the time I knew nothing about. And then later on in my career, it was Jim Majetti, also at Kaiser Steel, who got me involved in banking. I was 32 years of age at that time, and I was Napa Valley Bank's first management trainee. So there have been so many people along the way growing up and living in Napa that have helped me. Um, Banking was just a really great way for me to earn a nice living and stay and live in the Napa Valley. And, of course, you've gotten to see as a result of that so many of the changes in in the business side of the Valley, the banking side, obviously, but really how the business community has changed. Mm -hmm. It really has. There's um, the talent that's in the Napa Valley in terms of business people and, frankly, the folks who run nonprofits is incredible. Now, I think the draw is the Napa Valley. You know, it's our weather, it's our climate, it's the industry that we attract. Uh, the people who run these organizations are just superiorly talented. We're, we're just fortunate.
and talk a little bit about Bank of Napa. And uh, you just opened your first, your second branch. It's really, our second they, office. Right. We are close to celebrating nine years of operation. Um, harken back to 2006 when we talked to about 800 of all of our family and friends and local business people and said, hey, we need some money. We want to raise some capital. We want to start another community bank. Uh, we were successful, opened the doors in 2006. Of course, I think everybody's familiar with what's happened, you know, not only here in Napa Valley, but nationally to the banking industry. We've seen, you know, of course, Charter Oak uh, go away. We've seen Napa Community Bank become acquired. Um, that's been a good news, bad news situation for us. The good news is the community bank competition is gone. We're the only local independent bank now. That's wonderful. But it creates uncertainty in the minds of consumers. So now our challenge is to say, hey, you know, we're a very safe, strong, sound bank. We're here to stay. And people in the Napa Valley have traditionally supported community banking. So once we get past those initial concerns, um, We've been very fortunate. What was your secret to surviving 2008, 2009? I mean, the number of small community banks, forget Napa for the moment, just nationally, that, that either failed or got taken over or that were under so much financial pressure they had to do something was a huge, huge number. You weathered that and weathered it well. I'd, I'd say there's three things. Uh, the first is that our business plan uh, did not call for us to make single-family mortgage loans, which obviously were a big part of the, the economic crush in, in 2009 and 2010. The second thing is um, we have a very experienced team of commercial lenders who know the Napa Valley, know our borrowers. Uh, their seasoning and their experience has kept credit quality at a really stellar level. And in a little bank like ours and most community banks, the way in which you both succeed and or fail is through your credit portfolio. So we've got a great team of people who, who really know how to lend. And the, and the third reason is uh, it's really a function of our personality as a board and as a senior management team at the bank. And it's, it's, we're a very conservative lot. Uh, we play by the rules. We've stayed patient. There has been times when it's been very difficult to stay patient. Uh, but I've, I will tell you, in the nine years we've been in operation, it's served us well. And, and bringing it full circle, to what extent was your athletic experience and your experience played football, baseball? How was that training for business and for banking? Oh, you know, I think a lot of people will try and figure out, you know, what, what makes an athlete tick and are there any skills that are transferable? Uh, I think in I think in my case, um, I, I'd say the leadership has always been uh, something that has been put upon me that I've readily accepted. If, you know, I was a high school quarterback, so I was the guy who got to call the plays. Um, you learn to make decisions, and you learn to live with your decisions. So I think, frankly, for me, that's the single greatest uh, skill that maybe I can apply to my business life. Um, Aside from the fact that I'm tremendously competitive and like to win. <laughs> well, I think that serves a lot of people well. That's a good thing in the banking business. Right. Do you think that there's still a, a world out there for community banks, that there's still a place for community banks out there today? 
Oh, I think so. I, and I think that our own personal financial performance kind of points to that. You know, our capital ratios are strong. Our deposits are growing. Our loan portfolio is growing. We're a profitable institution. As you mentioned, we just opened up our second office. Um, there's one thing that we do better than any of the big banks, and that's just provide advice, consultation, and service to our clients. Um, you can talk to people. Uh, and we can be flexible and we can work with them. So I don't ever see the big banks doing what we do. So there's always going to be that market for people who need who need that kind of service. Tom LeMasters, this year's inductee, the Napa Valley College Athletic Hall of Fame, an event that's coming up on April 10th. There'll be uh, a link for any of you that want tickets or want more information about the event. Tom, I thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Jeff. I enjoyed it. Thank you. You're listening to Napa Valley College Now on NapaBroadcasting.com.